made this investment in hiring somebody and because he's found all of these new clients for you it's leading to more you know customers coming your way and more sales coming your yes awesome i'm i'm so glad to hear that welcome to the freelance to full-time podcast I'm your host, Precious Henshaw, and I've been in e-commerce for over a decade. I started my first creative business in 2012 on Etsy as an 18-year-old college student, but never really had the time to grow my business to where I wanted it to be until now. I'm scaling up from freelance creative work to earning a full-time sustainable income online, and I'm sharing tips, tricks, and strategies with you that I've learned along the way that are helping me get closer to my full-time goals. Follow me as I talk entrepreneurship, successes and struggles, and the strategies I'm using to build a business that supports my lifestyle so that you too can achieve your wildest dreams. I can't wait to take you on this journey with me. Let's begin. I'm really glad to have you on. Thanks for taking time to join me and have this conversation. It's an honor. I'm very happy to be here. Of course. Please introduce yourself and let us know what you do. My name is Matthew Ginska. I'm based in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I'm 22 years old and I make watercolor paintings and I've turned it into a business. Wow, great. That's incredible. And so how long have you been a painter? I started, I mean, like in elementary school, of course, I got to do it at at school, but I kind of fell out of practice. Like from middle school to high school, I didn't, I wasn't creative. I didn't paint at all. Maybe I was creative in other ways, but artistically, like never. My main medium was writing for that time. And then after my grandpa had passed away, my grandma gave me his watercolor palette and also some of his original paintings. And I just started messing around and playing with it. And that probably would have been the end of 2019. So yeah, roughly a little over two years. Awesome. And so in these two years, how did you get your first customers? Did you use marketplaces like Etsy, social media, in-person shows? In the beginning, I didn't have any intention of selling the work. I was just doing it to make it. And I started to like instantly get addicted to the process of, of painting. So I didn't have any intention to sell it, but I started giving them as gifts to my friends and family. And then Friends of friends uh, would start to get interested and offer to buy or ask for customs. So that's how I got my first commission was like a family member of a friend who had seen what I had given to him just as a gift. Um, And then I started getting into doing uh, in-person events. There's a farmer's market in my city. And every Sunday during the whole summer, I go there, which is the day that they have just artists. Uh, I had a show yesterday. I do holiday ones. Um, Black Friday, I'll do a Christmas one. I don't really do Halloween because my work doesn't fit the theme for that. But the other, the main way that I find customers for original pieces is direct outreach. That's like my main way. Okay, awesome. And so in the time that you have been doing this, did you ever hit a point where you had burnout? Honestly, I'm kind of there right now. And I didn't realize it until about two days ago when I took a day off. And that's when I realized I haven't taken a day off and I don't know how long. And I, I needed it. I got to the point. Like, I've been taking it pretty slow the past couple of days. Um, but it feels weird because I was so used to showing up every single day. 
it feels weird to take one day off. Like, I think it's healthy to do that. It felt good. It definitely is healthy to take days off. And so then what led to you hiring an assistant? One of the main things was watching. I was already thinking about it. I was. I had the idea, like, what if I had, in my mind, I used the term, like, manager. What if I had a manager who can find customers for me and, like, do all the communications or most of the communications and just kind of manage emails, manage my inbox? So I was thinking about that. Um, and then, like, that was right at the time when your episode came out on hiring assistants. I was like, oh, uh, I kind of felt encouraged by that. And I, I knew I didn't have a lot of money that I could contribute to this, but like $50 a week just to have someone like basically compile me a list of prospects of potential clients saves me a couple hours and it, it's definitely been worth it. Yeah, for sure. Because imagine, you know, you have to, you know, create your work. And then on top of that, also having to compile that list, that's a lot for one person to do. So it definitely makes sense to split the task like that. So that's awesome. And so I know you mentioned to me in the DMs that you, before you wanted to do it all on your own so that you could take full credit for growing your brand. So why was doing everything yourself and being able to take full credit so important to you? It just feels good to be able to say like, look at what I did, look what I made. I guess it's kind of like an ego thing, but it feels good at the same time to be able to like acknowledge the people around me who have also been very strong components, like key players and me getting to where I'm at. Um, and to, yeah, to look at it and be like, oh, we did this. Like I definitely did not do it on my own. And I used to be really attached to wanting to like portray that like self-made image, but now I don't feel attached to it. Yeah, I feel like that, that's a thing with creatives, right? Like we're so attached to our work. We put a lot into our work. And so, you know, we want to take credit for that and it does feel good to do that. But as you have experienced and so have I, it's not usually sustainable to have all that weight on you. And so obviously that's what led me to hiring eventually. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that that episode um, inspired you to do the same. How else did wanting to do everything affect your business aside from burnout i mean it took time away from the painting which is my favorite part that's what i want to be doing most of my time uh when i'm working so well i don't don't know i do consider it work but at the same time when i'm doing the painting part i don't feel like i'm working but i do kind of consider it now to be work because that's what i get paid for yeah, true. That's, yeah, that's very true. And um, for me, it was taking a lot of time away from like my family and friends, because I was always just producing on the weekends, you know, instead of having that free. So I think a lot of other people have experienced that as well. I, yeah, I understand that. I've definitely made like social sacrifices and missed out on different events to be able to like just stay home and work. Because that's what I wanted to do at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very true. So how did that episode help you get over that mental block? I think what it was um, is just seeing like, okay, this is something that other artists do. Like, this is an option. I, I can. It's not crazy to think about hiring someone. Um, you kind of like seeing someone else, seeing you do it, talk about it. Felt like it gave me permission in a way. Yeah. And, you know, funny enough, when we look at other types of businesses, 
it's pretty normal to have like a team, even if it's just a small team and it's not that different for creatives, it's still a business. And I think for a lot of people, because of the creative nature of this, maybe they don't think that the structure should be the same as like other types of businesses. But in reality, it, it does take hands, at least starting with one assistant at a time, um, you know, just to make things more sustainable that way. Yeah, exactly. What was your process for hiring? Uh, the first time that I ended up hiring is someone that I already know. So that made it really easy. Um, mm-hmm. He's like a few years younger than me. Uh, I actually dated his sister is how we met. But he's a cool guy. And he always would come to me and ask for if I had any odd jobs I can give him any type of work. He's always just trying to make some money. So he's like, yeah, I can definitely think of something. So it kind of worked out in a way where I didn't have to go searching. I thought about like just ask, like asking people on online. Um, but it ended up working out that someone in my life wanted to to help out and he was cool with pretty much whatever job that I had to give him and and that's how we found each other. Awesome, awesome. And so did you have any objectives to hiring? And if you did, how did you overcome those objectives? I mean, just only financially, I guess. I was worried a little bit about like, can I afford this? Should I be um investing money into this uh when it's technically something i could be doing myself was the thought that kept coming up like why are you hiring someone like in the beginning i don't feel this way anymore but it felt like well i had the thought maybe i'm wasting my money when i could be doing it myself yeah i think that's really common that's definitely something that happened to me too i was like okay well it it feels like it's a lot and at the time, especially when you're starting, you're not sure of what the results are going to be. So I think that's that's super normal, especially when you're first starting to or you're just thinking about it. And so what challenges after, you know, you, you took on your friend, what challenges did you have with working with them? And how did you overcome those challenges? And he's been great. He's been very helpful to me. Um, the only thing that I could think of is something that I learned is... When you're hiring someone for any type of job, it's probably best to pay after the work is completed. And the reason I say that is because like, when you pay someone in advance, they might just take longer to do it because they've already been paid. Then if they're working towards that uh, payment, then um, they might get the work done faster because of the incentive. That's true. I, I never even thought of that. That's a, actually yeah. a really good point. Definitely a really good point. And um, for me, I'd like to share that like one of the challenges that I had was communication sometimes because especially when I first started, it was always me doing the work. So I never really had to explain to somebody else how to do it. So that's mm-hmm. that's one thing I've learned throughout the journey and one thing I've had to get better at was communicating the things I needed to them. Yeah, I had to learn how to do that as well. And I'm, I'm still learning, of course. But sometimes when you've been doing it yourself for like a couple of years or however long, and then you have to, like, you know exactly how to do it. You don't have to think about how to do it. It's automatic. Mm-hmm. But to teach it to someone, you got to actually break it down in your mind. Like, okay, how would I explain that? How I want it done? Yes, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, now that you've been doing this for some time, uh, actually, I'm not sure I asked, how long have you been working with your assistant? 
maybe just under a year or right around one year. Okay. So some time then. Um, what have been the benefits of having an assistant that you've seen? I've just saved so many hours at this point. Um, and he has found clients for me and customers. So that's a huge, that's like what I wanted him to do in the first place. That's the main, his main goal when he's doing a job for me. So that being fulfilled is like the biggest payoff. Definitely. And I'm, you know, you've, you've made this investment in hiring somebody and because he's found all of these new clients for you, it's leading to more, you know, customers coming your way and more sales coming your way. has paid me back and then some. Yes. Awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm so glad to hear that. What would you say, like, by how much did your assistant help you increase your revenue? And you can use a percentage. I know like at least four or five clients um ended up buying my retail items like i have stickers of my paintings and prints so at least four or five from his list from his research um actually led to them stocking their uh, stores with my items and i don't know how many less probably two original paintings that i did through his uh, research but it's still it's paid back for sure yeah that's awesome I'm, I'm really glad to hear that this has worked for you and so would you say that hiring was worth it oh yeah 100 <laughs> percent. yeah i'm definitely now that we're having this conversation um i'm thinking of like all the things that i want to do but i don't want like things that i want done but i don't want to do and i'm thinking about like reaching out to him um possibly later today or maybe tomorrow and asking him if he's interested in working some more. Yeah, I think getting into this has really helped me see that, you know, we all have our zones of genius. And when you're first starting a business or even when it's just been a couple years, you're used to doing everything because you do have to wear a lot of hats. But once you start delegating tasks, you're like, okay, well, this is my zone of genius and these are things that need to be done but are not necessarily in my zone of genius. I can actually hire this out. So yeah, I find that kind of empowering actually, just to know that I don't have to do everything now. So you've, I'm assuming, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, or you've hired multiple assistants over the years. Yeah, but actually it's, I don't have a lot now just because, you know, the nature of my business has changed over the course of the last two years. It's just my sister and some graphic designers that help me right now. Someone that you know, someone who understands like the whole Yes, for sure. So how my sister got into it is that, um, well, she, she helps me with my social media analytics and my store mm-hmm. analytics. And obviously I needed somebody who I could trust with my accounts. Mm-hmm. So I started with her. Yeah, so I'm glad that hiring was worth it. And what advice would you have for artists who have the mindset like you did that they need to do everything themselves? You can, but you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. can. It's okay if you do. I mean, that's pretty much where we all start. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with it until you feel that there is. Like, you'll know when it's time, you know. Agreed. Yeah, it's completely normal for um, somebody just starting a business to do everything themselves. That's just how, that's just the nature of it. But yes, you will hit that point where you're like, okay, I'm overwhelmed with orders. 
or like I'm just overwhelmed with all the things I need to do. And, you know, you realize that to grow your business, you have to implement new strategies and that takes a long time. So, mm-hmm. yep. How can artists get over their objectives of hiring? So one of those mental blocks was, of course, feeling like they needed to do everything themselves. But there's also like financially, they might feel like they, they don't have enough. So how do you, how would you say? $10 a week to spare. I mean, you might be able to hire someone to do something small for you. Or maybe you want to do $20, $30 a month. You can definitely start um, getting help uh, at any price. I would say you could find someone probably on Fiverr, probably online. They would be willing to help you out um, at a lower rate. Uh, you don't have to invest a ton of money into it if that's a concern. And if you're not worried about that, but you're more worried about like, I don't know, I can't think of another reason. I'm, I could, I'm sure there's probably tons of reasons. I guess giving up kind of that control. If you're used to having full control and you have to kind of like hand over the reins to someone else, even just a little bit, it can be hard. Um, but I mean, that's a good thing to know how to do. You don't have to be fully 100% in charge of everything because you will probably reach burnout at that rate. It's okay to have help. Definitely. It's definitely okay. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. And so where can my audience find you and connect with you? Uh, On YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram, I'm the patient artist, all one word, the patient artist. And my name is Matthew Getzka. If you look me up by that, you'll find me on all the platforms as well. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for sharing your experience. And I'm glad that I could, you know, be the one to inspire you to hire an assistant. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you for having me on because I've been like just an audience member for so long. It feels cool to be on screen. Yeah, for sure. You know, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, more listeners can also share their experience because for me, you know, I, I share mine. And, you know, I I look at comments like yours and I'm really grateful to hear that, you know, what I've said has helped you. And so, but actually, you know, having a testimonial like this is really valuable, Um, not just for me, but like for other people like you so that they can grow. to full time uh, to grow. This is one of my favorite podcasts. So yeah, definitely it's really cool to be on. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Freelance to Full-Time podcast. If you found this episode helpful, leave a like and a comment below. If you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening to the audio, take a screenshot and share your thoughts with me on my Instagram at Freelance to Full-Time. Also, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening. This helps my podcast rank higher and helps me reach more creatives with big goals and dreams just like you and me. I can't wait to talk to you next week. Until next time, friend, take care.